Welcome to the third episode of Senior Living Straight Talk, hosted by V. As your clients prepare to make the most of retirement, they likely have questions. We can help you develop your answers. On Senior Living Straight Talk, we speak with industry experts about some of the most frequently discussed topics on seniors' minds today, from estate planning and taxes to the myriad of retirement living options in the market. Tune in to gain new ideas and creative solutions for your clients. I'm Pam Fold, Senior Community Relations Manager with Via Bentley Village in Naples, Florida. On today's segment, we're discussing the different types of continuing care retirement communities with Bruce Rosenblatt, Senior Living Expert and Founder of Senior Housing Solutions. Welcome, Bruce, and thank you for joining the program. Thank you, Pam. My pleasure. Well, let's get started with the first question. What are the different types of continuing care retirement communities, or CCRCs? Well, that's a great question, Pam. And, and, and I've been in this industry for over 30 years, and I, and I get that question often. And, you know, we, we hear the acronym CCRC, and I just wanted to kind of clear that up because, you know, many times people get confused and they think that stands for, or we, we, we call it continuing care retirement communities, continuing care retirement communities. But really, in essence, these are called, these are country club retirement communities or CCRCs. And so these are resort style communities. And so there are different types of CCRC communities or what we call life plan communities. It's the same thing. And basically it's the way that your care is going to be paid for. So there is what we call a type A, a type B, and a type C type of an arrangement. And obviously this this will vary from state to state, but that this is a general rule. There's a type A, a type B, and a type C. So the type A is a very conservative way to go. You're going to pay an upfront entrance fee, and you're going to be paying an ongoing monthly charge. And, and normally in a type A contract, as you work your way through the continuum of care, as you move from independent living to assisted living to nursing care to memory care, your monthly fee basically will remain the same as you work your way through that continuum. Yes, it will go up every year and you know there could be some small small charges, but it's a very predictable way to go in the type A arrangement. And, and, and so then there's the type B contract and the type B contract also guarantees your care. However, it's at a discounted rate. And so if you had a long-term care policy, that might mesh well with a type B type of arrangement. And then there's a type C contract. And a type C contract also provides care, but it's on a per diem basis. So you're in a type C arrangement, you're also going to be paying an entrance fee. However, as you need care, it's going to be completely out of pocket. And so, you know, that that's a it's a little different arrangement out there. It's a little less expensive getting in, but on the back end, should you need care, it could get very expensive down the road. It, it's also important to, to recognize between the A and the B and the C that because the A community provides care for your lifetime, they're going to be more sensitive on who they accept because there's going to be a medical acceptance to get into a type A. And so many times, and, and I, you know, I work with many families and they say, you know, Bruce, I'm moving into this community. You know, this is where I want to move to. All my friends live there. and I hear it's great, but the, 
there, there's going to be a medical hurdle out there that you're going to have to pass. And there are times where people wait too long and they don't pass. So, you know, the type A is something that you definitely need to plan ahead. The type B also has the medical criteria as well, but it's not going to be as strict as the type A and the type C because basically they have no skin in the game to, you know, to pay for your care. They're going to have very limited medical requirements. And so if you had a pre-existing condition, you might be able to move into a type C and not into a type A. That's a long-winded answer, but I'm trying to... <laughs> Great. Well, let's focus in on the type A life plan communities for a moment. What are the financial benefits of a type A life plan community? So as, as I mentioned, the, the, you know, the, the financial benefit would be that your, your monthly fee, let's just say you, you move into a, a two-bedroom apartment. And, and so if you're paying roughly, let's just say $7,000, and I'm just throwing a number out there and, and for you and your wife, and one of you needs care, well, you're still going to be paying roughly around $7,000. And so it's a very predictable, very conservative way to go to, to know that your care is, is going to be included. And, and so, you know, and, and I also want to mention that, you know, the, the CCRCs and life plan communities, basically what you are buying is, is, is an insurance product. And, and so you are, you know, this, they are, these communities are regulated by the Office of Insurance Regulation and, and are very strictly re- regulated. And, and so, but you are really buying an insurance. And so when you talk about a type A, that's sort of the, the gold standard because that way you are, you know, you, you know, you and your spouse and, and your family are, are taken care of for the rest of your life. And, and, you know, from a, from a financial and legal perspective, knowing that your client uh, is cared for financially is huge. Now, it might be a little bit more upfront to get into a type A, but, you know, if you can, if you can protect your client financially against the high cost of care down the road, well, the type A is the way to go. And you mentioned planning. When should someone begin the planning process and start thinking about moving potentially to a continuing care retirement community? So, so Pam, that, that's a great question. And, and I, I have a saying that I'm probably, it's actually on my car that, you know, and, and it's funny, but it, it's really true that it's better to be five years too early rather than five minutes too late. And, you know, it, and there's too many times where people wait too long. They wait for a crisis to happen. And then they call me and they say, Bruce, help me find a community. And they've waited too long. And as I mentioned, you know, these are, you know, resort style communities and the, there's the lifestyle is fantastic with dining and golf and, you know, activities and just socialization and friendships. And there's so much going on and you don't want to wait for a crisis to happen. And, and God forbid, you don't want to wait and, and be turned down. And, and so you really want to plan ahead. Many communities have waiting lists that, that you need to, to anticipate. But again, that, that medical criteria is a huge thing. I, I also think from a, you know, from a financial advisor or for a legal perspective, you know, knowing that your client is cared for for the rest of their life and, and, you know, instead of, you know, moving up north somewhere and then they have to start all over again with their legal and their financial affairs. This way people can move, they can enjoy their life. 
They, they know they're taken care of. Their family can feel secure that mom or dad are, are safe and, and well, well cared for. It's huge. And, and so, you know, it's definitely better to be, you know, as I said, five minutes too early rather than five minutes too late. And there's just too many times where people, you know, they, they wait for something to happen. And, you know, moving, moving is not easy. Moving is hard. Moving, you know, takes a lot of physical and emotional energy. And, you know, and you want to do it while you're able to and while you're able to enjoy the lifestyle. You want to do it, you know, preferably as a couple. You know, I think couples can move together and, you know, enjoy their life and make friends together. So ideally as a couple, you know, and, and I, I also see there are times where people are living in their own home and, you know, there is a, you know, a healthy individual and then the, the spouse is a caregiver. But the, a lot of times people lose sight of the caregiver and they, they, they lose sight and they, they think everything's about the person needing care. But ultimately, it's about the person who is who might survive that, you know, be the survivor. And, and many times people forget about that individual. And then, you know, the one person passes away and that person's in their home all, all by themselves. And maintaining a house is very difficult. So, you know, it, it's important to look at the picture as a whole and, and try to plan ahead to get children involved. I do a lot of conference calls with children because they don't understand, you know, these entrance fees and the refund programs. And so, you know, it's, it's important to what I would say, have the talk, you know, with, you know, with your family and, and get everybody on board. And, and as a senior living expert yourself, this is what you're helping clients do on a day-to-day basis, but what should people be looking at when determining which is the best type of senior living community for them specifically? So that's, that's another good question. So, you know, I think it's almost like when you are, you know, looking at a college, you know, you want to, you want to find that, you know, the place where you feel you, you're the right fit and that community is the right fit where the lifestyle meets your lifestyle, where, where there are like-minded people. And so, you know, which takes a lot of, you know, takes some due diligence on, on, on someone's part to, to go and visit multiple times, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting because there are times where people, you know, even, even though the, the healthcare component is a critical piece to this equation, there are times where people say, well, no, I don't need to go see the health center. I don't need to go. I don't, you know, I, need, I don't need to visit it. I know it's just fine. I, I think you need to go check it out. You need to, you know, you need to make a separate visit to to visit the health center to see what the quality of care is. You know, you need to you need to understand the contracts. You need to understand, you know, the the refund programs. You need to understand, you know, the quality of the meals, the the staff, the the turnover, you know, the financial viability of that community. So, you know, which. Is, you know, we do that a lot with people, but, you know, it is something that is, is, is necessary because you are, you know, it is a sizable investment and you want to make sure that you are, you know, making a, a sound decision. And, and Pam, I did mention about these refund programs and, and I just want to spend a second on that because it does get a little confusing because different communities throughout the country offer different refund programs, sometimes a zero, 50, 75. I've even seen 90 to 95% refund programs. And this gets very confusing for, for the client. And so basically, you are paying an upcharge in order to have 
a refund back to your estate. And so you're paying more upfront in order to have something given back to your estate when, when someone moves out. And, and so it, it is important to, to look at that financially and, you know, based on someone's age and, you know, but, you know, there are times where people, you know, might move to, to Naples and say, you know, if something happens to my spouse, I'm going to move up to Michigan. Well, if, if that's the scenario and, and you all know that, then maybe the higher refund program is the right way to go. But, you know, if you're, if you're seven years old and, you know, it might be better to come in at the lower price. So it is something to look at. It's something to talk to your financial advisor about. You know, it's sort of a, an equate, a mathematical equation that you can, you know, look at about someone's age and actuarially how, how long someone's going to live. So it is something to, to consider but it does get confusing. There is a lot to consider. And thank you, Bruce, so much for joining us today and providing all of this information. My pleasure. Thank you, Pam. Again, Bruce Rosenblatt, senior living expert and founder of Senior Housing Solutions. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Tune again to gain new ideas and creative solutions for your clients on Senior Living Straight Talk, hosted by V. On Senior Living Straight Talk, we speak with industry experts about some of the most frequently discussed topics on seniors' minds today. The intent of this podcast is to educate. Views presented do not constitute advice or services. Content covered in the podcast should not be construed as legal or financial advice.